in the middle of a series how, as Megan prayed so beautifully, we can believe in Jesus and keep it in our head and not do anything to make our witness known to anybody else during the week. We're going to be better followers of Christ by caring, by serving, by telling, by giving, and by standing. These cards are for you, and this afternoon, I want you to spend some time and figure out how God may be leading you to do something just a bit different in your life. More than likely, it's not going to be a big thing like move to a new continent. More than likely, it's going to be some way that God is calling you to be in relationship with others. Write, write what God's calling you to do and keep this as a covenant between you and God. All right. <clears throat> Sharing our faith, telling the good news of Jesus Christ. I have to be flat out honest. There have been a lot of Christians that I have seen that have done irreputable damage in this world. I have seen them say things and do things that have been anything but the love of Christ. And I am here to give you just some suggestions today of how God may be calling you and calling me to be real in our faith. To not put up so many fronts like we have it all together or that holier and thou, it's my way or the highway type of mentality. But to be bold enough in our witness to live a life that is following the example of Christ. Now, I come with a bias in that I am not one to, to um, go up and say, hey, are you saved? I believe that we have to do several things to build relationship before the Holy Spirit allows a time for us to have appropriate dialogue with one another. So that's kind of where I'm coming from today because I think the Christians in, and this is, a, this is Joanne talking, sometimes if we in what we call boldness, act like a bull in a china shop and just go in and knock everything over, we do more damage than we do good. We are called to do good and be beacons of light and love and hope. We need to be about that business more than ever before. There is extreme evil in the world. We are in a mighty battle, a spiritual warfare battle. And we need to be in the word, we need to be grounded, and we need to figure out who we are in Jesus so that we can make a difference in our world. So with that, let's go to scripture. First of all, I want to remind you of our, more or less, our theme verse from James 2. My brothers and sisters, what good is it if people say they have faith but do nothing to show it? Claiming to have faith can't save anyone, can it? I will show you my faith by putting it into practice in faithful action. That's what I want you to be mulling around in your mind and in your heart as we talk about this this morning. Faithful action. How is God leading you? into faithful action. Romans 1 says this. Paul says, 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I hope and pray that you and I can live lives that exemplify that. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is God's own power for salvation to all who have faith in God. To the Jew first, also to the Gentile. God's righteousness is being revealed in the gospel from faithfulness for faith as it is written. The righteous person will live by faith. And then finally, our calling, Acts 1.8. This is, Jesus was meeting with the disciples right before he left this earthly world. And he said, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now that's us. That's us today. And just to put it into perspective, listen, you know, the Greek meaning for, for power is about the same as the English meaning. It is the ability and strength to witness. We as believers have the Holy Spirit within us. In other words, we have everything we need to be faithful followers and powerful witnesses for Jesus Christ. We have everything we need. Now, Jerusalem in that day was home. So we are called to be witnesses at home. Right here in this fellowship, people are needing, you and I are needing each other to get through living life together. Jerusalem, be a witness at home. Judea, 19 miles away. Hmm, what would that be like? Let's see, I looked it up. Union City's 20 miles, Carrollton's 21, uh, Marietta's 40-something, Jonesboro, 28. Okay, so you get the idea. So we're spreading out a little bit. Then Samaria was 35 miles from Jerusalem. So, okay, we're spreading out a little bit farther as we live our witness. But then Jesus doesn't stop there because he knows that we have all that we need in, inside of us. He tells us to go to the ends of the earth. In other words, to me, that means everywhere we go, all that we say and do can be influential as we live our witness. All right, so I've got a scale for you. I want you to to consider where you might be on this scale of witness. And here again, this is from Joanne's perspective. But I have seen, and this is very judgmental, I'll put it out there. But I have seen pretty obnoxious and weird witness. And then at the other end of the spectrum of Christian witness, I have seen what I would call imperceptible, hardly noticeable. Now, that weird, obnoxious side of the scale is what I would call the bull in the china shop, holier than thou, all of the, perhaps the legalistic, judgmental ways that in your face, the bullhorn on the street corner type of thing. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't use those believers to do good. I'm just saying that from what I know about the human condition, that may not be the most appropriate way to share our witness. Are you with me on that? Then we go to the other end, hardly noticeable, imperceptible. That's that person, that's you, that's me. When we decide that, okay, we're just going to be a Christian, but we're not going to tell anybody, and hmm, we really don't need to show anybody what we're about. We'll keep, since Jesus is such a personal Savior, I'm going to keep Jesus pretty much to myself. Where are you on that scale? Hopefully you're, <laughs> you're not on one of the edges, 
um, hopefully we're somewhere in between. I read a story recently that, that talked about some women working in an office together. And the woman was thinking that she needed to be a little bit more bold in her faith. There was someone next in the next cubicle, another woman, that she had worked side by side with day by day for seven years. And finally, she got up the courage to go next door to that cubicle and say, Hey, you know what? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christ follower. I believe in Jesus. Would you come to church with me? The woman said, I go to the same church you do. Yeah. See how we, I'm afraid that we, we are in that story sometimes. That we get caught up in our own world, in what we need and want, and we forget to be open to all of the brothers and sisters around us. That's what Jesus meant when he said, be witnesses in Jerusalem, right here at home, right here in this body of Christ. Don't come in and assume that that person is new or that person's been here for five years because you don't know their name. Have guts enough to say, hey, I forgot your name. Or will you tell me who you are? Let's, let's start to get to know each other. Let's be real about being followers of Christ. I believe that the best way to share our faith is by example. You know the human condition. We people watch each other. We watch people. We observe people all the time. And often what we see speaks louder than anything that somebody could speak to us or could tell us. People are interested, are not as interested in what we say, I believe, is as seeing how much our faith is working in our lives. Now, does that mean that you never have to verbally share your faith? Absolutely not. Don't walk out of here and, and tell people that I'm saying you don't, you don't talk about Jesus. But my premise is this, that we need to, first of all, build relationships. And how do we do that? We take the time to listen to each other. We take the time to speak with each other. We, we deepen friendships. We listen. We, we develop genuine care for others. We get to know what they like and they dislike. We get to know about people's families. We get to know one another. All of us in this space are guilty of just doing our own thing and coming in here and we leave and we don't know the brother or sister sitting right beside us that came in and needed a word of encouragement, needed one of us to be Jesus for them. Let's be real with each other. Let's, let's be consistent in our faith. Is your public behavior the same as your private behavior? Is what you do on Friday, Saturday night comparable to what you do on Sunday morning? Let's stop compartmentalizing ourselves and let's be real. Let's take off the masks, let's take off the facades and do the best at being a Christ follower. That means in all aspects of our life. And see, then it becomes, it, it becomes very appropriate that talking about church or talking about prayer or scripture or a song that touched our heart in a, in a special way becomes just natural. And we begin to share that with others. It's part of our conversation with other people. 
that's how we come across as real whether than, rather than this put-on Christian. Because I believe put-on Christians turn people off. And we have to be bringing people to understand who Christ is. Like I said, the world needs Christ more than ever before. We've got to share then when we get to know people, when we are just talking. We've got to share the joy and the purpose and the fulfillment that Christ gives us. But we've also got to be real enough to say, I am having a real hard time right now. And I am struggling. But my foundation in Jesus is secure. But you know what? When we admit that we don't have it all together, boy, that preaches. It preaches. Share your hardships. Share your difficulties. Be vulnerable enough to say, I don't have all the answers. But I trust in Jesus, my Lord and Savior, more than ever before. Okay, I've already said that, so I can go on to the next one. Number three, have an answer ready. And by this, I mean, I want you to spend some time thinking through what you believe and who Jesus is to you. Have it in your heart and in your mind so that it comes across as natural. That when you are in conversation with others and when people are really questioning why you go to church, who that Jesus is, then you speak personally. Don't give them a heady theological thing using all of the church jargon. Be real and say, I can't prove that Jesus Christ, you know, walked on this earth died a death on the cross and rose again, but this is why I believe it's true, because this is how Jesus has worked in my life. This is what I have seen and felt. This is the Jesus that I know. That will make sense to people. If they ask theological questions, have the guts to say, sometimes I don't know. You know, instead of trying to, to, to backpedal and come up with this really cool answer, would you just be real and say, I don't know, I'm still working on that, I'm a work in progress, but, but this is how I feel because Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is real to me. If you get yourself out of the way, I speak from experience on this one. If you just get yourself out of the way and not try to come up with all these words, God's going to give them to you. And sometimes I just kind of sit back as things are coming out of my mouth. Had that happen just a, 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 this week, my, one of my sisters was in my office and we were talking and I was kind of fumbling. And then all of a sudden it was boom, boom. I kept saying, do this, do that, don't do that. And I was going, oh, okay. <laughs> That's how God works when we are open to his guidance and his direction. Wherever you are, at school, at work, at home, downtown, in the grocery store, people are watching us. Let's be a light. Let's be life and love to others. One way to do that, especially when you're trying to organize things, especially with people who are questioning or who may be non-believers, Find ways to serve together. I believe that the core, the core 
of humankind is good. I truly believe that. Yes, there is much evil in the world, but people, the basic, the basis of all of us as humankind is good, and people want to do good. So rally up some people together and find a common goal to work for good. Let's all walk or run the glow run in December. Let's volunteer at somewhere. Let's go sing somewhere. Let's walk with somebody that needs just a companion. Let's see how God is putting us in a path to, to minister by just being with somebody else. That's called the ministry of presence. And so often, it's not what we say. It's the fact that we're right there with a person. Maybe we're crying with them. Maybe we're saying, I wish I had something to tell you, but I don't know what to say. But the ministry of presence, being fully available to just be with somebody, oh boy, that will show them the love of Christ. All right, and the last one I want to... This kind of is odd. For a while, you know, it, it, it doesn't fit in the, in the whole one, two, three, four, five. But we need to not only model forgiveness, we need to be forgiving people. I believe that humanly it's very, very difficult to forgive. That takes a supernatural Holy Spirit power. And especially in the workplace or at school when nasty things are being said and done about you, if you can, through the power of God, be a forgiving person and witness to that forgiveness, people are going to wonder how you can do it. And then that will open up an opportunity for you to say, well, it's certainly nothing I can come up with on my own. But let me tell you about the Jesus that I believe in. Share how Jesus has helped you to forgive. I think it's pretty simple that often as Christians we try so hard to to put up this facade that we are in control, we've got it all together, we have all the answers, when the only sure answer is that Jesus loves us. This week, I want to challenge you and to very much encourage you to join me in this because I'm going to be much more aware and intentional about how I live out my faith. Let us come to a place where where we ask God to reveal when we're putting on something that isn't real. When we're trying to be somebody we're not, let the Holy Spirit convict us of that so we don't keep doing that same thing and probably causing harm versus good. And let's join in prayer also for God to reveal where we need to be more out there, where we need to be more bold, where when the Holy Spirit gives us these privileges or these opportunities to to say a word about who Jesus is, that we would follow through, that we wouldn't wimp out. That's the holy boldness when we follow what God wants us to do. Our relationship with Christ gets us through. I want to share that with others. 
let's be, let's be followers of Christ. Let's follow his example. Who did he hang out with? Not the religious hoity-toities. I mean, he did, but he had to teach them a few things. But who, think about it. Who did he hang out with? The people that nobody else wanted to hang out with. And did he go up and start preaching at them with a bullhorn? Absolutely not. He hung out with them. He went to their neighborhoods, just like, like my brother Lazarus talked about. Every once in a while, he goes back so those homeboys can hear the story about Jesus. Just hanging out with folks. Go to the places that nobody else wants to go. And then instead of, oh, tell you what, I'm, <laughs> I looked on YouTube for all of these examples of how to witness and how not to witness. Oh, my goodness. If you want to watch some cheesy, crazy stuff, you just Google that because, oh my. But it's all about, you go and, and you just, you know, sometimes we, we are so caught up in, I need to convert somebody, that we end up having had a conversation or we were talking at them and we don't even know their name. We don't know anything about them. Where does Jesus fit into that? <laughs> I am really passionate about this, that God is calling us to be authentic in our faith, in our witness. That's, and it's going to look different for you and for me, for each one of us in this room. God has gifted us. God has given us strengths. God has given each one of us talents. And we need to use those to be witnesses. But let's be about the, the relationship building. And God will continually put opportunities in our path. Guys, band, you can get ready. I want to share with, with you this last piece of scripture. And I've shared it here before. But I think it's just so fitting. 2 Corinthians 2. 2 Corinthians 2, starting with the 15th verse. For we are to God the aroma of Christ. I almost, I, I know I said something as, as Travis was leading us in prayer when he led us in that beautiful place and he talked about the incense. See, that's, that's how God kind of weaves all this stuff together. We are the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So in other words, we are the aroma of Christ at home and in the world. To the one, we are the smell of death. To some people, we're going to be a, a holy roller fanatic. We are going to be a fool. But to others, we are going to be the fragrance of life. The fragrance of life. Who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many, we don't peddle the word of God for profit. <laughs> On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity. With sincerity. Like people sent from God. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for me this week. That we can be sincere. Sincere all in, fully committed followers of Christ. 
Let it be so in the name of Jesus.